Hey again, welcome back. I'm Jesse D, a master's student in ecology and evolution, and an open world RPG gamer. Welcome to the next series of Gamer's Guide to Ecology, where I play popular open world RPGs from an ecological perspective. In this month's episode of Gamer's Guide to Ecology, I step into the Animus and explore in-game biomes, ecology, and animal behavior in Assassin's Creed Origins. You can follow along with my playthroughs on my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash justjessyd. This month I'm playing Assassin's Creed Origins, published by Ubisoft in 2017. Origins is a multi-award winning game and is the 10th installment in the Assassin's Creed franchise. Like all other Assassin's Creed games, it's a historical action-adventure RPG. In this installment, you enter the life of Bayek, a member of an elite Egyptian force called the Magi. Bayek embarks on a mission of revenge throughout Egypt around 50 BCE, starting from his hometown of Siwa. This game features a fog-covered map where, to reveal features of the map, you must explore it. As with other Assassin's Creed games, you can reveal larger and more detailed portions of the map by synchronizing viewpoints. In Origins, you can explore the vast open world of Egypt as Bayek, and that can take you through ancient tombs, desert oases, and famous monuments. Personally, I love playing the Assassin's Creed games. I love the historical elements and the peek into different cultures. I love the mystery and the treasure hunting that Assassin's Creed offers, and I'm always impressed with the voice acting and storytelling as well. Exploring Egyptian mysteries will give you a Tomb Raider feel. This, mixed with the new combat style that factors in weapon weight and speed, makes Assassin's Creed Origins a joy to play. Origins has a beautiful day-night cycle with landscapes and stars that remind me of Red Dead Redemption 2 level detail. There is of course an expansive desert biome that you can wander, but be careful of heat exhaustion. There are mountains you can climb and caves you can explore. You can also swim in rivers and oases diving below to look for sunken treasure or hidden secrets in flooded temples. One thing I particularly enjoyed about Origins was the animal AI. I felt that the animals in the game behaved realistically. The game is also a great look into what life in Egypt may have been like 2000 or so years ago, and I love watching how people in the game spend their day farming with tools or animals, or shopping and socializing in large cities. To wrap up today, I'll give Assassin's Creed Origins an overall rating, and as always, reveal some of my favorite moments of the game. Animals in Assassin's Creed Origins are not hugely diverse. The game only features about 20 animals representing the classes mammals, birds, and reptiles. These animals are also a mix of domestic and wild, predator and prey, solitary and social. Origins, like a few prior Assassin's Creed games, has a crafting feature that lets you upgrade your equipment if you have the right resources. In Origins, some resources can be collected by hunting animals, while others have to be purchased, stolen, or repurposed from old weapons. Hunting leopards or lions will get you pelts. Gazelles, hyenas, and ibexes are a source of soft leather, and for hard leather, you'll have to take down a hippopotamus or a crocodile. There are some other unique collectibles that you can get from some of the other animals, like skulls, claws, or eggs, but those are mainly sold to shops as rare items for money. There are some areas in the game where you come across an animal lair. These lairs have stronger animals and killing them will net you more XP and more loot than a regular individual of that species. Again, I don't like that this game encourages this type of hunting. 
Although in this case, I'd argue that Bayek is more likely to use the animal's resources for upgrades than Arthur Morgan was in Red Dead Redemption 2. Did I say XP? Yes, yes I did. You can level up your character in this game, earning skill points that you can use to unlock new abilities in a skill tree. These skills unlock access to certain fighting moves or allow your animal companion, a large eagle named Senu, to spot or attack enemies. It's also a good idea to hold off on taking on certain missions or enemies until your player level at least matches the mission difficulty. You can ride mounts in this game like horses, camels, and chariots, and you can also attack from your mounts using a sword or a bow. Mounts are a good way to outrun pack animals like hyenas if they're after you, but the controls are a little janky. One of the most spectacular and stunning environments in this game is the water's edge. Walking along rivers and oasis edges, you can find crocodiles, hippopotamuses, and flamingos. The animals in the game make their way to the water's edge to drink, and if you hang around long enough, you might get to see the animal AI in action. A few times I've been attacked by a crocodile or a hippo for standing too close to the water's edge for too long. It's terrifying yet mesmerizing at the same time. The realistic animal AI is definitely my favorite part of the game. Prey animals like deer will flee if you approach or attack them, but lions and other aggressive carnivores will attack and defend their territory. Domestic animals, though, are used to being around people and you can walk right up to them. Cats will even come up to you and request, or should I say demand, attention. Another cool example of real-life behavior that the game has is collaborative hunting in lionesses and hyenas. They'll chase and quickly surround you, blocking your escape. The density of animals in Origins seems a little off, and by that I mean that the animals have their predetermined territories or areas that they can be found, so they kind of appear clumped or clustered rather than spread out over a wide area. This is not unusual as herd animals like deer roam in groups. Crocodiles will also congregate in small groups, and hippos are considered social animals living in groups of about 20 or so individuals. I guess I just found that the frequency that I came across separate groups of crocodiles or hippos along the shoreline was a bit higher than I expected. Human impacts on the in-game environment are less obvious in this game compared to RDR2 because the effects are subtle and pre-industrial. However, roads snake through various habitats, large portions of the shoreline are developed for housing and travel, and sections of land are set aside for domesticated animals and agriculture. Farming had already been present in Egypt for thousands of years by the time this game takes place, so these effects have probably steadily been increasing as the population grows and expands further. Obviously, another major impact on the land is the construction of huge monuments, pyramids, and temples, but the architecture, culture, and industry in-game are awe-inspiring, and it's brilliant that we have games like this where we can visit wonders of human achievement from the comforts of our own home. Assassin's Creed Origins is an amazing world within the mythos of Abstergo, and this game feels more alive than the previous Assassin's Creed games I've played. There's untold numbers of side quests to do, and plenty of gear to craft, unlock, or collect. If you like the freedom of open-world games without the restrictions of survival, I think you'll enjoy this game. I personally love it and give it 4 out of 5 Apples of Eden. Thanks so much for listening today. If you'd like to support the podcast, please hit subscribe on whichever platform you're listening and download new episodes as they come out. Please follow my Twitch channel and come say hi in the chat during streams to help me hit affiliate. My page again is at twitch.tv slash justjessyd. I'm also part of a Patreon group called Scientific Canada, and by supporting us on Patreon, you can help me buy more open world and RPG games and keep making episodes about in-game ecology. Thanks for tuning in. Hope to catch you next time. Podcast art is by Lara LeBlanc. 
Theme music is called Rain Song by Brett Eagleston, and you can hear more of his music at bretteagleston.bandcamp.com. 